Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day podcast, Thursday edition. We are back. The Thursday crew, after a brief hiatus, is together once again, just in time. Summer has arrived. It's Jason Perrone. That's myself. I'm also over on the Quicksilence podcast over at Game On Wisconsin, along with me of Packer Report. And as always is Mark Eckel. Mark, was I right? Has summer arrived? Yeah, it's summer here it's, it's... down at the beach. The beach is the, the beach is getting it's get it's daily dose of Mark every day now. <laughs> yeah, it's warm enough. Yeah, warm enough for sure. And a little cloudy today, the last couple of days, but it's still warm. Warming up. Well, a lot of heat in Green Bay, Wisconsin, as the Packers opened OTAs, and we learned on Monday that the Packers or Green Bay was selected to host the 2025 NFL Draft. So, Mark, let's start there since you have written about, covered, been to. A draft, drafts, plural. We'll start with your your take. Obviously, we, we talked a little before we recorded. Spoiler alert, we're both extremely jazzed for Green Bay. I think it's awesome that, they, yeah, that the I'm, draft is coming to Green Bay, great. but your take. I think it's great. I mean, listen, I covered, when you cover, here, all right, let me start by this. If you're a beat writer, you cover the draft in the city that you work in. Like, I, I, co- I covered, I don't know how many drafts, 30-some drafts, but. I was in Philly for all of them because that's where the coach was, the general manager was. That's where they, they got you the players on the phone and everything. I did go to one because I, I wasn't – I was. I think I was still the backup or it was one year or whatever it was. And we had a – there were a couple of local kids that were that, may, that were going to get drafted. So, But this was like in the, in the 80s before when Mel Kuyper was the only person that cared. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, I, think, I believe it was, it was held at the, in the, at the Felt Forum which is part of Madison Square Garden um, in New York. That, that's where it was every year. If you remember, the draft was in New York every year until, what, like 2013 or 14 maybe? Right. Yeah, it didn't move around. And then they started saying, which is a good thing. I, I mean, why not? Why have it in New York all the time, right? I mean, why not let other people 
fans get a, get the chance to, you know, go and see what's going on. And, uh, and listen, everywhere they've been, it's been great. It wasn't, it, they had it in Philly a few years ago. Uh, and it was a crazy turnout. They've had, you know, Kansas city had a good turnout this year. Um, I'm trying to think of other places that have had it. They, they had it in Vegas, right? One year. That was last year. It was in Chicago yeah. one year, I think. Chicago Ch- Chicago was the first... Non-New York. Non-New York city, I believe. Right. Correct. Um, so, yeah, and Green Bay deserves it. I mean, come on. They're the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they're the most iconic franchise, I believe, I think, in sports. I mean, um, and to hear some national people like, oh, Green Bay doesn't... They're not going to be able to handle this. What? what, what wait a minute. What? It's... <laughs> They can handle it. It's it's a draft, you know. They'll, and believe me, you don't think they they the, the Packers on a whim. You think Mark Murphy just on a on a <laughs> oh yeah, let's have a draft. No, he's been he wouldn't have asked for it. He wouldn't they wouldn't have put in for it if they weren't prepared to host it. So it is, it's going to be fun. It's going to be it's going to be great. I I texted you when it came out. Are are, are we going to go and stay at Paul's house? <laughs> Paul Brettel, so Paul, I'm sure you're listening right now. We'd like to put in our request for a reservation <laughs> for April of 2025. Dates TBD. Uh, yeah. Here's my, here's my question to you, as someone that's that uh, that's lived in Green Bay. Um, is there any chance of, it could snow in April? Well, I live down by Milwaukee. I mean, yeah, I could. Of course, it's 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 Green Bay, Wisconsin, but lately. The weather up there has been you know, sometimes Green Bay's warmer than like Milwaukee. Okay, but I mean they've but they there has been snow in Green Bay in April. Oh, I'm sure there has. I had I remember a snow day in the Milwaukee area in May way back in the day. Oh wow! Okay. So it's very possible it could happen, but you know they say global warming and all that other kind of stuff. Different show, that different be, topic for that, a different that, show. <laughs> but but I, that, oh. that would be kind of cool to watch. Like if you're watching on TV, seeing the snow, you know, but. Um, it'd be cool to watch not to be there yeah, and that was that was there. my take too was like I'm excited for Green Bay and I'm happy that they're getting the draft the draft I think it's fine I mean there was some there was some discourse on uh, Twitter and some thoughts of from some people who thought it was ridiculous and not a good idea that Green Bay hosts the draft and so you know what stay home don't come to Green Bay and right. and that's more space for the rest of us I personally myself I don't know that I would will will run to go. I might change my mind. I've got a whole you know two years to to you know work through it in my head. I just the logistics of it sounds very crowded, and I oh, think that you're is gonna be very very crowded. I mean this is this is like I think I, I saw like three sometimes even more than three times the normal number of people as a game like a normal game weekend, and that seems pretty oh, yeah. busy over near Lambeau Field as it is. So now you're gonna you're gonna triple that like it's gonna be insane over there. But you've got Milwaukee and neighboring cities. You've got Appleton out there too. And let's be realistic, and you can chime in on this too because you've you know you've covered some drafts. It's not like every other city that's hosted the draft has this you know these millions of hotel rooms surrounding the draft site. It's yeah. you're gonna you're gonna filter out into the suburb. It's called a citywide, is what it is, and that's where there's enough people coming in that you basically ask all of your convention you know convention bureau or your convention authority gets really heavily involved, and you partner with all the hotels and you say, hey, look, we've got this event coming. 
you know, one of the things that they had to do to prep, and I'll just, you know, because I worked in the hotel industry for a long time, is if you were a city that was on the radar for a Super Bowl, in order to even bid, the city had to get a certain commitment from the hotels before they even, the NFL even chose the city to say, hey, if they're cho- if we're chosen three years from now, are you willing to give us 80% of your inventory for those that four-day weekend? And the hotels had to say, yes, we will. And they were bound to it if the, if the city got chosen, they had to offer up that inventory. Now they were able to charge high rates and stuff like that. But it's to your point about a lot of work and it's not on a whim. It's not at all. There's a right. lot of planning that goes now into the that. the draft but... isn't a Super Bowl. No. Let, let's start with that at premise. That in, in, in terms of there'll be a lot of people, but it's basically a two-night thing. Mm-hmm. The third day, I don't. I don't think, I mean, only the diehards come the third day, right? I mean, yeah, day three, there's, you know, they're, they're starting to filter out. No, I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously Thursday and Friday are, are huge. And then Saturday right. might be just a hangout sightseeing day. And then people leave on Sunday. They'll leave on Saturday right. and that's, Sunday. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Right. So Thursday, Thursday night will be wild because it's the first round and, you know, people will be excited you know, and, 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 and it'll be fun. And it's Green Bay. I'm, believe me, I'm, I, I, I've been to every NFL city. In my all my years of covering, I haven't been to every stadium now because there's there's some new ones. But I've been to every NFL city, and I you know I I read where some writers were like, oh, I hate to go into Green Bay's and what. Now again, I'm, I might be a little biased because I was a Packer fan, even though I was covering the Eagles. You know, and I, and I I wasn't. A, I, listen, when I when I covered a Packer game, I didn't come with my you know green and gold on. I was professional deep down that yes, I wanted Green Bay to win the game, but I didn't. I didn't sit in the stands and cheer for him. I sat in the press box and wrote about it. Right. Um, but Green Bay as a city to me was a, was a good place to. I mean, it's, it was probably in my one of my top places when it, you know when I saw the Eagles were playing the Packers or if if I covered a playoff game or whatever it was. I mean, it, you know, I I'm not a cold weather fan, so <laughs> I was I would I'd prefer that, that that if I had to go there, it was in September and and not you know de- December. But but from just a, covering a game. Well, Green Bay was one of my favorite places. A lot, but I don't want to say I don't want to put down the cities that I that I didn't like. But there's there was just, there was more than a couple. I mean, just just the fact that if if you like football, if you like the NFL, you should go to Green Bay. I, I tell a lot of people that if you're really a football fan, you need to go to a game in, in at Lambeau Field. Huge. You need to see the Packer Hall of Fame. You you need to because if you've never been, you don't understand. It's not. It's like nowhere else in the league. It's right. not even close. There's nowhere else even close to the atmosphere that that Green Bay provides for an NFL. It's more like a college game in a, in, a, in, a, in a lot of ways. And it's just, it's fun. It's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's, uh, they're going to do a great job with the draft. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah. There's a lot of vibe around game days. There's a lot to do. It's yeah, very, can... it's very nostalgic. I mean, the, the stadium is, is ingrained within the neighborhood there. There's houses nearby. So yes. you've got restaurants, mom and pop that have been there for years. A lot of history, like Packers players been going there for a long time. You'll, you'll not find any shortage of great restaurants and food in the green Bay area. If you're anybody that hasn't gone before and maybe, you know, I want to flip it around and say like, listen, I'm not as big into the draft as I am the content of football itself. And so the idea of going to the draft isn't as exciting to me, but this is going to give some people an opportunity to say, hey, now I will go to Green Bay. Maybe they're not, hey, I don't want to go to a game weekend, because, but maybe this is enough to get them there, and this is their their thing. Like For me, I couldn't wait till the schedule came out because I wanted to pick which game I was going to, going to try to go to and or which games I was going to try to go to and figure all that stuff out because there ain't no way I'm missing a game. I mean, every season I, 
I make a trek to, to I go to either a home game or a road game, depending on where they're at. And, and I hope they're not playing here in the Phoenix area. Cause I don't like going to Glendale and, and <laughs> dealing with the Cardinals fans at that venue. But this is cool. I mean, it's, and the economic, I looked up the economic impact. I mean, it's, it's obviously oh, huge. Yeah. It's massive. It's, it's hugely massive. Now here's the other thing too. And I'm getting into the business of football here, Mark, but I know that, you know, you've written about this and you've got a lot more, you know, t- experience with the NFL too. Mark Murphy, whether you like him or not, and I'm not sharing an opinion one way or the other. I, I, I like Mark Murphy. No, I, I do too. And it's, but I, and I say you in general, but if you, if you look at his tenure here, this man has done and been through a lot of stuff with this team. I mean, he transitioned from Favre to Rogers, mm-hmm. Titletown District. You've got the stock sale that they did, the Lambeau Field. They added those seats. He just secured a draft. Now they're transitioning from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. This dude's got a lot of history with this team when it all is said yeah, and done. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. But getting back to the Green Bay as a city, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. I have, I have a very good friend who's from up north where I'm from originally, a Jersey guy. To, but he's a Miami Dolphins fan for whatever reason. He's a Miami Dolphins. And him and his, I think I think he went with his brother. Or his cousin, I, three guys went. I forget what year it was. But my Green Bay hosted the Dolphins whatever year. And... They got tickets somehow, and they and they and they were going to go. He's like you. He tries to go to a Dolphins game every year. He picks one. So the one year they pick Green Bay. And he, so he tells, of course, he tells, "Man, we're going to Miami Green Bay game." I'm like, "Ah, oh, you have a great, great time." And he's like, "Yeah, I never, you know, tell me, tell me, tell me about Green Bay." So I start telling him little things, and I said, "Yeah," I said, "I know you're you're not a Packer fan. You're a Dolphin fan." I said, "But go to the Packer Hall of Fame." I said, "If you're getting there, you know what?" I said, "You know, I forgot what, what day they were getting. The game was Sunday. They were probably getting there." Saturday morning, whatever. I said, they're flying in. I said, go to the Packer Hall of Fame. I said, you'll you'll enjoy. The Packer to me, the Packer Hall of Fame is better than than Canton. It just is. Canton's not. It's, it's okay. It's, yeah. The Packer Hall of Fame is better. It really you've mentioned is. you've mentioned that before. Yeah, it just is. But so anyway, I told him some things to do and whatever. And um, he came back. He when he got back. Now again, I forget how many years ago this was when the Dolphins. But when he got back, he's like, oh my god. I've never been, you know, and he, like I said, he goes to games every, he goes, so he's been to probably a dozen or more different stadiums to watch, to watch the Dolphins. He said to me, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm still a Dolphin fan and I'm all, I'll always be a Dolphins fan, but don't know about, but the Packers are my NFC team now. And I said, really? He's like, oh, how could you not, how could you go there and not become a Packer fan? I said, okay, there, there, there you have it. Well, you've mentioned that before too, and it does really appeal to the football fan. If you like, if, if you like the NFL and you like the game, you can't go there and not appreciate what it's all about. I mean, I have a lot of friends and family who are bears fans. I grew up in the, in Illinois. I was born in Illinois and fortunately moved to Wisconsin before I made any poor decisions about my fanhood. But even they are like, Oh, I, you know, I, I want to get to, to green Bay or Lambeau field. And a couple of them have been before and have said, it's awesome. I mean, you can't deny it. It's, it's right, just it's fan- like Wrigley and Fenway. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's an iconic bucket list sports venue that you want to say that that you have have seen a game at and not only have I been there and had had a chance to say yes I've been there and watched a game there but several and several very iconic special games I mean I think just off the top of my head that Patriots game in 2014 I was at that game I was at the the game against Seattle where they plowed through the Seahawks in 16 after you know this is their revenge game after the NFC championship the year prior, and and uh, you were at the, the Dallas game last. Year. I was at the Dallas game last year, which Christian, was your best game you know. of the year by far. Yeah, and so and you know what, what, what the Viking game was pretty good too. You know what else was interesting about that too was that 
you know, I've I've been very fortunate to be just by happenstance, obviously, because you don't know how games are going to go. But I've been in a lot of Packers games that were memorable for to to most of the fan base for one reason or the other. And Mason Crosby walked it off for the last time in a Packers uniform against yeah. the Cowboys in that game. Well, so, so we we think so being there else yet. Yeah, we'll see. So being so being there, very cool, very special. The draft is going to be electric. Now, here's my tongue-in-cheek question for you, Mark, is does the league know something that we don't to where, hey, we got to give Green Bay this draft because they're going to be picking in the top five? (laughs) (laughs) No. And it's like – The Chiefs had it this year, and they they were – Right, right, right. So, no, that that, that doesn't – although this puts pressure on Goody in that for two things. One, he can't trade that pick now. (laughs) right. Like you know, next year at next year's draft, if he gets an offer or whatever, you know, whatever he he can't give up. He can't tra- no matter. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to think who's like a great player that you would trade a first round pick for. Uh, he he can't do it. He can't. He has you can't you can't host the draft and not have a first round. Pick yeah, never be on the clock. Oh my What's gosh! That? So they can't trade out. No, yes, they can't <laughs> trade out either. So no, you can't trade stay, out. Stay you put. And make your pick, Goop. What he what he could do. Is he, they, the Packers have two picks next year? See, I was mis, I was messed up. I, I I wasn't thinking straight when it all came out. When it first came out, the Packers were getting drafted. I'm thinking, oh wow, that's great because they got two first round picks next. But it was it's 25, so I was mm-hmm. I wasn't my head wasn't clear at the time. Uh, that would have been really cool next if they host it next year. Is that you know with two first round picks, the place would be going really would be, would be going wild. Right. But keep in mind, now obviously the majority of the fans there will be Packer fans. But there's going to be Eagle fans there. There's going to be Giants fans there. There's going to be Bears fans there. There's going to be Steelers fans and Raiders fans, and because people from all over travel. I mean, you see it every year, right? I mean, right. When it was in in New York, I mean, the Jets and Giants, you know, dominated. But the the famous scene in New York was when the Eagle fans went up and booed Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Because they wanted Ricky Williams. Yep. Yeah. So uh, visiting fans are are very prevalent in the stands at Lambeau. It's become easier for others to get tickets of the secondary market and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's going to be people from all over the place. You have national media, you'll yeah. have all kinds of events. I mean, talk about it. You know, let's talk about the events too, concerts and all that other kind sure. of stuff that they'll do. And see that. So it's also different. I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but in my opinion, nothing in the, and to me in the world of sports, I mean, everything has grown as the time has gone on. The Super Bowls have gotten, you know, but Nothing that when I, n- nothing has grown like the NFL draft. Nothing. I when I first started covering it, I know I'm old and I covered it a long time. It was all first of all, it was on a Tuesday and it was all day. It was one day and they started at like whatever time in the morning and it went all day. And that was it. And like I said, Mel Kuyper cared about it. Mm-hmm. Right. He was the only guy. He was the only like national person that like put out a mock draft and you know did all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know, and then it got a little bigger, a little to where now, like you said, you're getting four hundred thousand people to come to it, and like my, like for, and I, I, I bring her up a lot because you know, but my, but my wife, who I've mentioned more than once, is she's learning football from being with with me the last whatever many years now. But this last draft, we're, we're what she was home for it, and she's watching it with me, and she's like, wow, all the, what's going on? All those people are there just to hear them pick, say names. I'm like, yeah. He's like, they're not playing or anything, right? They're, I'm like, no. They just, all those people went there just to hear them say that the Packers take that, that kid from Iowa. I right. Said, yeah. He went. And I said, well, there's not just the Packers. Every, every team makes a pick. He goes, but that's all they're doing is picking the name. I said, well, yeah. 
they're not going to play. I'm like, no, they, they don't play. They don't play till September. He's like, wow. Like, he, like to a non-football fan, it was kind of hard for her to di- digest the whole thing that what was going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. It used to be nobody went. It was like the right. You know, you covered it because it was important for your team. But you know, if you're you know you're covering the team, but it wasn't this. There people went to New York, and it was you know. It was, it, 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 am I wrong in thinking that? No, you kind of woke up. Grown? You woke up and read about it in the paper the next day. Yeah, it wasn't a spectacle. Yeah, I mean, it was literally. It was literally way back in the day. It was literally like watching three guys sitting at a banquet table just speaking into a microphone. There wasn't the commissioner coming up, the sound effects, all the videos, the recaps, the well, the big board. The commissioner always read the pick. Mm-hmm. I think, well, at least from when I start covering it. until uh, until the later rounds or whatever it was, because I know the commissioner. I don't think the commissioner oh, said first round. no. The commissioner only only did first, first round. round. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, by by the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Well, back then it was twelve rounds. Mm-hmm. When I first started covering, it was twelve rounds and a supplemental draft too. They, after they had, the... they had those too, yeah. But I mean, it, yeah, it was it went from, and I don't know how it happened. I really don't. I don't it know just... how. It just got big. TV just, they started covering it. They started teasing it and said, hey, let's see what we can do here. Let's figure this out. And, 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 well, but again, it, it, the fans made it happen. I mean, I guess, I guess you, that's, that's one thing where the, the media did make the fans like it, I guess. Yeah, right? the demand, I mean, well, the demand's got to be there. So the media obviously yeah. did a good job of creating that demand. And marketing it to the point where, I guess if, I mean, if, if you start talking about it in, as soon as the season's over, which is what they do now, like, that's the other thing. When I start covering drafts, you didn't, you didn't even, I didn't write about the draft until like the week of the draft mm-hmm. because nobody, nobody cared. Nobody was no reason to. Oh, I and mean, now the mock, mock drafts start as soon as the the draft, the, like the, you know. The next day you have the 24 mock draft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The very next day. You know, it's, it's it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts to me. But, but yeah, I mean, but back in the, back in the day, like, yeah, I mean, I, I covered them. I covered from the time I started covering the NFL, but yeah, I, I wasn't writing about the draft in January and February and March. It was like that week. So, you know, my boss, oh yeah, do a couple of stories about the draft, you know, or do a story on who you think the Eagles are going to take. And then I was like, yeah, if, if you want to do one of those mock drafts where you, you know, think, and I'm, I looked at him like, I'm, I don't, I don't know what anybody's going to take. What do I know? Yeah, no, it, it I don't, I read them. I'm well, intrigued. And it, because I, I do want to know like, what's right. the, who well, are the now, consensus top? The average fan, like you, like you said, you're not really into the draft, but you know more. Like you know, because you can't help but know. It's all it's it's pounded into you to know. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Right. And it's, well, and I joke too, because if it's not the same, it's not the seven names that have been pounded into our heads that the Packers don't pick, then it's like, oh, they screwed up or whatever. And <laughs> You know, who knows? I'm I'm in I mean, this is a perfect segue, Mark, because we gotta talk about OTAs and I'm okay. intrigued as hell by this by these young players because it's the shift in the direction here. And I, I, I don't know how much of a shift in direction it's going to be, really. I, we don't have to go into the whole rebuild, non-rebuild. I mean, listen, let's be honest. I, the Packers are not they're not big contenders in the NFC right now as it stands. But I'm really excited to see these rookies and, and how they gel and how they how they work and Jordan Love in the first day of OTAs on Tuesday was zipping the ball around. Now, again, against guys playing in shorts and helmets. These right. are not like live competition. It's not live rounds or anything like that. It's much different when you have blitzes coming down your throat and you got to figure some things out. But getting some reps and get some time in with these young players, we don't have to worry about will the quarterback show up? The quarterback is here. We don't have that that issue, that drama anymore. Um, to and and to to slip it in here because we, we we talked about it before we started recording. Over in New York, it was reported that Mr. Rogers might have a little bit of a calf strain, and you had a you had a, a kind of a funny theory on that. <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to be mean, but would it be shocking to anyone if the calf strain is really that bad? Well, let's see what happens. Let's see going forward if he if he stays. Because my little joke to you was. Yeah, he's going to show up. He, 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 he shows up, and everybody says, oh, Lord, what a great teammate, what a great guy, and he's here for the OTAs. But deep down, he's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, he doesn't want so to. So I'll just tell him I hurt my calf, and then uh, yeah. I'll go back out to Malibu. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't blame him. I, I, hopefully he's okay. He takes very good care of himself. He's been, you know, he's been relatively healthy for the most part. I mean, the broken thumb and stuff like that, you can't do anything about. Those aren't soft tissue, like, oh, he let himself go. He wasn't in shape no, type of injury. You know, so hopefully he's, hopefully, hopefully he's okay. But the Packers, yeah, I, you know, I, yeah. the, the, the Packers got off to, you know, got off to a big start. There was a lot of coverage of how the receivers looked, and we do want that. We do want to know, hey, does Christian Watson still look fast? Right. How is Dobbs looking? He How's Aaron Jones looking and A.J. Dillon and everybody else and coming in? And we wanted to know how the rookies look. You know, how does Musgrave look and, and all those guys. So more to come. I mean, it's, it's, it's an exciting time, but I just I feel like this could be really energizing to this team where it's like, hey, you've got a group of young guys who really are wide-eyed and kind of almost come in with that like, hey, we don't have 
anything to lose mentality. Let's just go out there and ball. And sometimes that's what's missing when you have really solid veterans who are good ball players. But that energy, that's that's a specific type of energy. And and I love watching that. Yes, I, I yes, I do too. And I think I'm excited about this Packer team more so than I've been. I mean, I was, I mean, you know, you're always a little excited because especially then, you know when you thought they were had a chance to go far and so but i i don't i'm not counting like i'm a year ago no one thought the eagles were going to the super bowl a year ago at this time the eagles were not being picked to win the nfc were they i don't know i don't, uh, remember. I don't know about win the nfc but they seemed like a team that was primed to to make a jump from the mm, from the they? prior i wasn't surprised i wasn't surprised by them at all i mean and especially after the first couple games i was like philly's philly's going to be they're going to be well, this. I, i'm saying i'm not saying in september i'm saying a year ago, so end of May last year, mm. I still Eagles, thought that. I mean, they, I, I still they pretty barely high. made the playoffs. They they snuck in on the last day. They kind of backed in. If San Fran doesn't beat the, if San Francisco doesn't beat the Rams that in overtime, I think the Saints would have got in, and the Eagles wouldn't even made the playoffs. Right. They, they needed some things to happen for them to get in the playoffs. Sure. They got in and got blown out by Tampa. Tampa, totally yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they weren't like a lock. They weren't even. I mean. No one saw Jalen Hurts having an MVP type season, including the Eagles, because they were flirting with Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Yeah. So they wouldn't have been, you know, down, down, they didn't get either one. And it turned out they, that was a smart move on their part. Yeah. Sticking with Hurts. And he ended up being very, he obviously ended up being very, very good. And right. they were I mean, competitive. So and they my, were. My point is, no one, and I'm not saying that the Packers are going to win the NFC. I'm just saying you never know what's going to happen. This no. Packers, everybody keeps telling me, like, oh, they don't have the. They're 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 too young. They're young at receiver. Yes, they're very young at receiver. That's the only place they're really. I mean, the offensive line is not. They're 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 in their prime. Bakhtiari, mm-hmm. Jenkins, Myers, Runyon. They're they're guys that they, they should be very good offensive line. Mm-hmm. The running backs are not young, and the quarterback is it's his first year starting. But he's not. You know, he's like I, th- I think Matt Lafleur mentioned that today. He's not a rookie. He's been here. He he's been around. He's he's got he's gotten in a lot of reps. You know when Rogers, especially last year, when when Rogers wasn't practicing on Wednesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. so you know he's not a yes, he is young and inexperienced, but he's not like he's not Bryce Young or Desmond Ritter or you know a lot of these other guys that are that are starting for the first time. So I, again, I and the defense now like last year they didn't live up to their their billing. If they don't again, then yeah, it could be trouble. But if they do, if it all comes together, you know, if all these first round picks and you know the secondary and and the, the Campbell and 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 Walker a line, linebacker. If if these guys all play up to their their expectations, that defense will be pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And special teams, which used to be oh my god, special teams, where all of a sudden we're not we don't worry about them anymore. So I, I again I'm not I'm not making any grand predictions on this team, and we got a long way to go be, before we actually have to do that kind of stuff, but. I don't think this is going to be a bad year. I really don't. I, I see people saying they're going to be whatever this that. I I think they're again. I'm I'm not saying thirteen and four, but I'm not saying you know six and eleven either. No, I think I think a lot of that is just the the tendency. I think a lot of that might be the personality of the person you're talking to, where they're like, hey, there's a huge unknown at the most important position on the field. Okay, sure, that's fine. A lot of teams have that. Yeah. Yeah, but you're when you're you. I mean, when you've been conditioned and it's been this long, and then you have the national narrative pounded into your head, where it's like, oh, for the first time in 30 years. Listen, it's not the first time in 30 years because in 2008, when training camp broke and after all the Favre BS went away and he was traded to the Jets, 
we weren't sitting here saying, oh, we're good for the next 15 years. We didn't know that until the end of the 08 season I and mean, even the beginning of 09. Because 08, you know, we talked about it a couple shows ago. The defense crapped away a lot of games. Yes. We didn't know if Rodgers was going to come back and put together uh, another good season. It turns out he did. They knew pretty shortly into 09, okay, we got a squad here. Woodson was playing at an all-pro level. He was defensive player of the year. Clay Matthews, B.J. Raji, huge first-round contributors right away. Rodgers looks good. You've got, you know, an ascending Jordy Nelson. Jennings is in his prime, all that stuff, right? So it's, I think that's more of just the conservative mindset here. But yeah, I mean, Kayshawn Nixon in the nickel. Now, again, a practice in shorts with helmets, but apparently he was all over the place in the first couple OTA practices. Mm-hmm. And that's great because he's going to play more on defense now, hopefully not to the detriment of what he's doing on special teams, because I really want to see them continue that ascension and, and see that whole thing be, be big. Because when you're a young team, and there's question marks. And let's say it takes the offense a while to get going, even if the defense is really good. You're get good if you have good special teams. You have good special teamers that can that can really help your team and give them oh, a huge huge jump into what what it is that they're doing if they're struggling on offense. But hey, you know you're starting at least at the 35 or better, right? And and or if the defense is playing lights out, yeah, the offense might have struggled. But hey, Jordan Love, you don't have any excuse. You're starting near midfield. And and yep. oh hey by the way it's a lot you've never when you're getting or, the ball at midfield than when you're getting it at your own fifteen and that and also it's a lot easier when the biggest deficit that you might face if the defense ends up being the best version of itself you might not be ever looking at a, a deficit more than two scores so that's why I think to your point there it's okay to be optimistic it's okay to be conservative and say hey we don't know okay that's fine but it's okay to be optimistic because it's not like you know that that's why I don't I don't necessarily believe in the whole rebuild thing because I'm like they have too many established veterans at too many positions yeah. that are that, that where to where it doesn't fit it doesn't fit the definition. It doesn't. If they were rebuilding, Aaron Jones wouldn't be here, right? Or Bakhtiari. They wouldn't have redone his. They 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 wouldn't have redid his contract. They would have cut. They would have traded or cut him. Right. Look at what the Rams had to do after last year. Right. After the Super Bowl, that's a rebuild. That's a rebuild. Yeah. So <laughs> that's 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 absolutely All a rebuild. Did, they, yes, they, they traded a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he was, you know, there was a lot. We, I don't want to get into all that, but we all know that there was more to it than just trading. You know, he was he wanted to go and he wouldn't answer. And there's a million reasons why he traded, but they did and He's 39. And listen, it was time. Yeah, that and there, then then the other part of that narrative, too, is, well, the season before that, you let another potential Hall of Famer go on Devontae Adams. It's like, well, OK, but if the situation and, and the Packers, I think, screwed up that contract negotiation and. Adams ended up wanting out, but if he wants out, then get something for him. They did. And it turned out, and what they ended up getting for him turned out to be Christian Watson. Now, obviously, you'd rather have the known entity in Devontae Adams, who's good now, versus Christian Watson, who still has room to grow. But Watson could turn out to be pretty damn good. Yes, he is. As and, well. and, and you got Watson for whatever he's making versus 20 some, 20, whatever many millions that Adams is making. Right. So, right. and in a salary cap world, that's that's a big difference. It's and it, like I told somebody on on Twitter, you know, oh, the Packers messed up. I said, yeah. So Adams got his wish. He got to go play with his BFF, and in one of the Packers' worst years, they still won one more games than the Raiders. Yes. So what did it? What? Did, now Adams wants out of there. Yeah, more or less. Those comments were very interesting. It doesn't sound like he's very happy. There's a lot of things that have changed over the last and year, traded, and, and they got rid of his BFF. Right. In. <laughs> A lot of things have changed over the last year in Vegas, and it's interesting to me too, Mark. I know it's not a Raiders show, but Jimmy Garoppolo is not like any slouch. 
I know that he's got some injury history, but I mean, you could at least be encouraged that he can come in and do what Carr was doing. But Devontae. Well, he's got really... the opposite of Carr to me in that Carr will put up numbers. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a fantasy player, but I'm, I'm guessing Carr is probably a, a better fantasy player than uh, Jimmy G is. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy wins. wins Carr games. doesn't. Mm-hmm. Carr doesn't win. Well, we'll see now that it's not the Shanahan show and he's with, you know, Josh McDaniel this is if that's a bigger factor. If it's about his player, the coach, we'll find out we'll pretty quickly. That's another game on the radar because it's only a one-hour flight from Phoenix where I sit right now, that game in Vegas. Oh, there you go. That could be a really, really good one. That, I've already got, that could be a fun trip. I've already got my eye on, on, on that. It would be kind of silly for me not to go, even if, <laughs> you know, for, for any amount, number of reasons. That doesn't mean I'm going to give up a trip to Green Bay. And I'll be real honest with you, sneaky, big, big-time t- part of the itinerary when I go to Packers games is – I got to get me a cops burger. Always, always. That okay. is such a huge, huge part of the trip there. And I, you know, I, you, you everyone kind of chuckles and laughs. It's true though. If you know me, that's, it's all about food. I mean, there's no better place to go for a, a vacation or a trip if, than the Midwest. If you're, if, if you're a foodie or food is a big part of your trip. So this is, you know what we neglected to say, and this is probably because Paul isn't, isn't recording with us as much anymore. This was our, our joke between the three of us was, this is uh, Twitter refresh season now, uh, Mark, with with <laughs> yeah. all of the updates coming out of training camp, mini camp and OTAs right. and what's going on and who's doing what and hopefully nobody gets hurt and all that other That's kind of stuff. I'm, so not, nobody get hurt. No, That's hopefully not. Well, I hope hurt. everybody's so everybody out there, please take care of your, you know, your thumbs, your fingers, whatever you use to to refresh Twitter. <laughs> Definitely please take care of yourself. I don't know if there was any other major news that came out of OTAs that we want to talk yeah. about before we before we sign off. I mean it's 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 still early no, in these it's still early in these are OTAs. But what else do we have? The league did make a couple changes. Rules rules changes um on Tuesday. They um I don't know if you saw the 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 the, the kickoff is for, it's it's a one year experiment, but they're going it's going to be like college now. Mm-hmm. So you can call for a fair catch at the 10 and get it at the 25. Right. Which apparently the special teams coaches did not want this, right? But I guess the the, the owners and general managers did. Well, I guess it's more for safety again. Like, well, the league. Like, I'll tell you this right now. I don't have any stats or data to back this up, but the league apparently has a certain metric or a target that they want to hit for reducing concussions, right. and I'm sure it has something to do with all the lawsuits and everything that we've been hearing about for the past ten years or more about player safety and head injuries and stuff like that. So they just want to reach, they want to, they want to get their concussion numbers down to a certain uh, mark. And they said, okay, well, in order to do that, this is one of the big culprit areas of the game. We need to reduce, we need to incentivize fewer returns. Now, obviously I would hope, I would think that the Packers were not a fan of it because they happen to have a returner who was pretty damn good last year. And we want to turn him loose. Well, you can, you still can. You don't have to call for the fair kid. Right, but they want, but that's what I think it is, though. Is I think they're trying to hit a certain right. metric because they're. Well, this would have helped the Packers a year ago when they had when they didn't have a return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they would have just got it at the twenty five all the, all the time. Right, right. Well, and I wonder too if and because you know I, I guess now it'll be different because they have a at least a younger leg that that's that could be kicking off this year if they if they end up like not bringing Crosby mm-hmm. back is they would have had. I wonder how many of those kickoffs would have been fair caught versus return because yeah the kick is short and you want to try to be greedy and get some extra yards but the Packers coverage was much improved last year 
Cool. So I, I, you know, versus two years ago where they would have been like, oh, I'm not fair catching nothing against the Packers. Back. I'm running. No, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm bringing it down to 25. No, I'm, it's I'm probably to I'm the 40. To the 40. <laughs> yeah, to the 40 exactly, because it was so bad. So that's why I said I, that could be a really sneaky thing that can help the Packers if their special teams are good. And listen, let's not act like again this division is all of a sudden just taking leaps and bounds ahead of the Packers. I think if for no other reason than the fact that the the division, I don't think, got a ton better. Any and if and no. if you know if any team did get much better players in the draft, I mean, I think between the Vikings, Lions, and Bears, I think the Bears had better better players, but they have so far to go that I don't think that's going to help. Yeah, the division is very winnable. Yes, it is. And by the, the way, Vikings, Mark, I don't know if you knew this, but if you win the division, you get in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you know, at the, yeah, you do. Tampa Bay won last year at eight and nine. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah the, I agree with that too. We, we'll get into that as as we go as we get closer to the season. But yeah, I, I'm I'm telling you, I think the Packers are a playoff team. And people tell me I'm nuts, but I think they're a playoff team. It, well, and if they don't start out that way, I could see the, I could see the Packers being a markedly different team in Week 18 than they are in Week One. And most yes. teams are, but I'm talking about like in a major major way to where your opinion to them is completely different from one side to the other because it's been for the most part it's been. The expectation starts sky high in week one, and then by week 17 or 18, or last year, by week 17 or 18, it was like, are we going to do this, or are we just going to continue playing with our food? Whereas now, it'll be like, well, wow, you know, they, were, they, were, they weren't looking great at first, but like, I don't want to play this team now. Like, I think that could be the Packers by the end of the year. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I got, I, yeah I'm, I'm all in. I think this is going to, I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, and I and I think we are, and we're not sitting here saying that we think that they're going to go to a Super Bowl, right? No. But but the NFL is a playoffs. is a weird. The NFL is a, yeah playoffs exactly. The NFL is a weird. The NFC. If they were in the AFC. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be saying this. No, yeah, much different level. I mean, a lot of lot. Of, the AFC is going to be fun. I mean, if if all the teams do what they're supposed to do, I think the playoffs are going to be a ton of fun to watch again next season. Oh yeah. So uh, before we sign off, uh, Quick Slants is still on a bit of a hiatus unless there's any big news to cover or talk about. But what is up now at Packer Report and what's coming up? Things I wanted to look, things about the OTA. What I, you know, again, not, not like who's going to play well because it's like you said, during, during shorts and stuff. But just things I wanted to see, how they lined, how the offensive line lined up, things of, things of that nature. And then coming up, it'll be up probably tomorrow, Friday, is... Um, I do a little story on can can Tucker Craft break the third round jinx? Ooh, yeah. Let's hopefully hope. he can. Hopefully he can. Absolutely. Well, the Packers are going to need him, and he's going to get every opportunity to do it because that tight end room. You talk the tight end is another position group that's very young, but I'm excited about yes. those players. Well, I and, said when I said re- receiver, I meant both. Well, both well. First pass and OTAs for whatever it's worth on Tuesday. First pass from Jordan Love went to Musgrave. About that rookie tight end. There you go. Right, so you never know. All right, well, thanks everybody for riding along with the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. We'll be back again next week doing whatever it is that we do. Hope everybody is enjoying the start of their summer wherever they're at. As always, take care of yourself, be safe, and go Pack Go.
for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.